This is America's Webradio.com, the best in chat radio designed just for you. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. We're glad to have you listening in. And we've got a very special show today all the way from Indiana, Auburn, Indiana. And um, we are proud to have on the National Auto and Truck Museum, Mr. Don Grog is with us, joining us from Indiana. And it's probably as cold here in Atlanta as it is up in Indiana right now, but uh, we'll make it through. Don, welcome to the uh, Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Well, thank you. I appreciate it and enjoy being here. Don, Steve Ronaldo, how you doing? Hello? Things? Uh, uh, you should be able to hear you. No, I have nothing. Okay. Uh, Don, can you hear, uh, can you hear uh, Steve? Can he hear you? Uh, Don, you still there? I don't, we don't know what happened to Don. Well, in the meantime, while we're trying to find Don... Yeah, we'll, uh, we'll call him back right quick and yeah, see Yeah, but we'll... And the website, I'm taking a look at a few things on the website, and it looks like they've got some neat vehicles in this museum. They've got uh, what looks like a land speed record truck called the Endeavor. And if I remember rightly, international trucks were built in Fort Wayne, Indiana. And it looks like they've got a nice selection of international pickup trucks and a carry-all or travel-all, I guess it it is, with international. And then they've got some medium-duty and heavy-duty trucks there. Yeah, yeah. It's the, The building... Uh, the museum, if you've ever heard of it, one of probably the nicest car museum in the United States, the Auburn Cord Duesenberg Museum. This is located at on the grounds of the the. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Are we are we cooked again? Okay. Don, welcome back. <laughs> yes. Oh, we're back. I don't know what's going on. Well. It's. Uh, I think. I think the electrons are frozen here today. Well, you said the bits and bytes in the, the south. The bits and bytes in the south. Yes. Right. Okay. They, they don't like it. But anyway, I was going to say you. You uh, are at the ACD Museum. Uh, we are adjacent. Uh, the ACD Museum's in our front yard. It's in we your are front yard. Immediately behind the ACD. I was just there. I went to the Auburn auction last year, and every time oh, I uh-huh. every time I get up there, I always go to the. Uh, uh, the the two museums because they're two of the nicest in the United States and the and and not to to but that that ACD museum I think is the best museum in the United States it's just fabulous. it is it's a very you know it is the epitome of uh, class but, yeah. yeah we're uh, we're adjacent to them uh, we're um, in the National Historic Landmark Foundation along with ACD the two buildings or two museums were put together. Uh, make the National uh, Historic uh, Landmark Foundation. It's re- it's really cool. Now you you don't you really don't have anything to do with the Auburn Corps Duesenberg Museum, right? Uh, 
No, I do not. Huh? We oh. work closely together, but it's totally two separate entities. Two. That's what. I, that's what I thought. I always wondered when I when I was there if if, if it was a a separate program. So you specialize primarily in in trucks. Um. We are about 50-50 in cars and trucks right now. We have 190 vehicles on display, just about half are cars and half are trucks. Our cars, though, are the post-war cars. Uh, We have a few Auburns and Cords in there, but mostly uh, it's all post-war, but the trucks are of all vintages. Oh, okay. Okay. What what kind of... you have a, you. What do you specialize in in cars? Let's do the car part first, because okay. Well, as far as cars, uh, we want to have uh, things in our museum vehicles that you don't see going down the road. So we want the oddballs. We want the one of the kinds, the prototypes. Um, I was listening to your uh, web broadcast on the Ypsilanti, Michigan. There's talking about the Henry J. Um, we have the prototype for the Henry J. car. It was made by American Metals Products out of Detroit, and uh, they couldn't really sell Detroit on it, but uh, Henry Kaiser sort of liked the looks of it. Uh, it started out with a tubular frame. He didn't really care for that, but he kept the body concept and size, and so we have the prototype for the Henry J. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a neat little car. And... Uh, being just uh, north of Fort Wayne here, about 20 miles, uh, the International Harvester was in Fort Wayne for years. And so we have uh, 36 different trucks of all vintages, all, all the way from the Weber wagon through the high-wheeling era up into the, some of the newer semis. And we have two of their prototypes also. The and Weber uh, wagon? The Weber wagon company is what started out as just a horse-drawn wagon. And then they... Uh, went over to International Harvester, and then that rolled into the trucks and everything. So, yeah, it's a, it's a neat history we have in our lower level of our museum. Did they ever make passenger, did they ever make motorized vehicles, the, the, the Weber? Weber, I don't believe they did, no. It was yeah. always a horse-drawn. Because mm-hmm. a lot of those guys, as you know, you know, they did one or two and then decided, well, you know, they, then they rolled themselves into the big companies. And that's right. And yeah, you, that's, you see you know, them. Basically what happened with the Auburn Automobile Company. It's uh, come out of the Eckert Carriage uh, and Surrey Factory, and uh, they started putting motors on cars, and then they changed the name to the Auburn Automobile Company. Yeah. So it, it's, it's history galore right there in uh, oh, yeah. our area. Yes, there is. There, ab- there absolutely is. Um, what are some of the <clears throat> the more unusual trucks that you have? Well, we have uh, uh, our trucks. We have, uh, just to drop some names, basically, other than the International Harvester, we've got uh, a VIM truck. VIM? Uh, or FAG, V-I-M. And then Fagile, uh, they're pretty much from on the West Coast. Of course, we got Mac. we got uh, we got a Buick truck. Everybody said, well, Buick never made trucks. Well, yes, they did. We have uh, a Buick 19, truck. Uh, 16 Buick truck, I believe it is. Uh, Mack and Hendrickson, Nelson Lamoon. Of course, we got Diamond T. Um, so if we have around ninety trucks on the floor, you know, you know, we got quite a vast array because we don't have a duplicate of anything. Hey, Don, do you have a Brockway? No, we do not. Okay, that's for them, but I, I, we don't have one. Never had the opportunity. How about an auto car? 
uh, we had an auto car and uh, it went back. The owner uh, took it back. We did have an auto car for quite some time. Yes. Yeah, because they they had large over the road trucks. Right. Yeah, that was this was a large uh, semi tractor. And, and Packard built trucks. At yes, time. a few. There's a yes, few. Uh-huh. A yeah, few. Yeah. Because there's a tow truck up in that towing museum, a Packard right, Packard right, record. Right, that's what I was thinking of. That, uh, but Buick the, made a truck. Buick made a truck, huh? Buick made a truck. Yeah, we got a little truck. It's a little chain drive, uh, open cab truck. Just uh, probably what you would call now on the pickup size. It's a smaller truck. It's not a large over the road truck, but the delivery truck. Well, I, that's a new one on me, and I've been around this stuff for some of those names that you were throwing out. I, not being a truck guy, I had never heard of, but Buick, well, that's Well, there were so many in, of them oh. made in, in the early years. Mm-hmm. Well, One truck that we have, we're real proud of, it's uh, uh, AACA uh, Senior Champion, it's a 1938 Walker um, milk truck. It's uh, a stand-and-drive has a little four-cylinder Continental engine, but behind where you'd think the transmission would be is a little electric generator. Then that generates electricity to the back axle, which is about a foot in diameter, which is the whole motor. And uh, what's really, we're really proud of this one, this one we own, is uh, it's the only one left in the world. We're very proud of it. Really? A gentleman out of of York, Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania, uh, has restored it for us, and he is showing it around the country, and that's how he won the AACA Senior with it. Yeah, that was featured in the AACA magazine. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That, that's I, right. Yeah, uh, I think you probably know Jay. Right. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But that, we're real proud of that one. And, of course, the one we're really proud of, too, is the Future Liner. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's quite a, num- quite a deal. We yeah. own number 10, Future Liner. Yeah, uh, I remember... I remember when that was sitting out by your building back about 1993 or 4, the first time I saw that one. Of course, I saw them as a kid when they were running around the country. Doing the Futuramas. Yeah. Uh, Has this now been restored? It is totally restored, and uh, there was about 12 of them, and I think there's six left now, and ours is supposedly the most accurately restored. Uh, The group out of uh, Michigan that restored it, uh, some of them were old GM guys, and they did it right. And it is a beautiful big piece of rolling art, really. It's uh, Right now it's in Washington, D.C. Um, we're being inducted into the uh, uh, Vehicle Hall of Fame, I guess it is called. I mean, it's a real name here for you, but um, it is. we're real proud of it. Yeah, you should be. Those are that, that, That's a pretty, pretty cool vehicle and a massive undertaking. Something yeah, that was. When it started out, as you said, you saw it laying, setting out back. Yes. It was just yeah. a bunch of rust on wheels. Um, tell me about the Endeavor, the land speed uh, record truck. Yeah, we have the land speed record in the uh, early 90s. Uh, it's a big uh, international harvester uh, vehicle, and it's, uh, it's got the big uh, diesel engine in it and a centrifugal clutch. And it's held the land speed record, I think it was 90 through 96, with I think 94 they failed. It would run 226 mile an hour out on the Bonneville Salt Flats, is the land speed records. Who, who built the and, truck? Uh, go ahead. Uh, Don, who built the truck? Uh, we, it's an international truck. 
Right. Yeah, but who construct or did the the land speed record uh, aerodynamics and all that on the truck? Um, there was a father and son name, and uh, there it's escaping me right now. Okay. That uh, they were the drivers and handled that uh, truck. The design for aerodynamics. Uh-huh. Matter of fact, when they were, uh, um, I'm still trying to think of his name. While they were out on the flats, they blew a right rear tire. Uh, yeah. And that threw off the uh, balance enough that he went into numerous 360 spins. And then going 200 plus mile an hour, it just peeled the skin right off of the truck itself. Wow. But uh, nobody was injured. And so maybe a little pride, but other than that, it was. Uh, very interesting. Uh, the, we have the video we play on that constantly. So it, it's a real a piece to everybody to see while they're in our museum. Yeah, I've never heard of a... I, you just don't think about things like that, you know, at the Bonneville Salt Flats. Yeah, yeah. You know, and see how fast the truck would go. And it's not a jet or anything. It's a oh, big okay. diesel. Okay. Yeah. Well, John, uh, we're going to have to take a break here, as we do. We do a four 13-minute segments, so we're time to take a break. We'll be back with Don Grog from the Auto and Truck Museum in Auburn, Indiana. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on americaswebradio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on americaswebradio.com anytime you like. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. The United States Justice Foundation, since 1979, has been dedicated to instructing, informing, and educating the public on legal issues confronting America. That means you and me. When necessary, this nonprofit organization has had to litigate to present the constitutional view. Since 1980, USJF has submitted testimony to the U.S. Senate on all but one U.S. Supreme Court nominee. Learn more about USJF by visiting their website at www.usjf.net. Support this nonprofit as it defends our rights, our liberty, and our Constitution. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. We're glad to have you listening in, and we're very pleased to have Mr. Don Groggs from the Auto and Truck Museum in Auburn, Indiana. And uh, at least he didn't have to get up too early this morning. <laughs> no. no. Hey, Don. Um, yes. I noticed on some of your, your notes uh there's quite a history to the two buildings that you're using there that are behind the Auburn Cord Duesenberg Museum. Could you tell us about yes, those right. two? 
Uh, our two buildings, uh, one of them is called uh, the Service and Parks Distribution Building. The other one was called the L-29, which was Research and Development Building for the Auburn Automobile Company. Uh, back in the late 1800s, uh, Charles Eckert and his sons here in Auburn were building buggies and surreys, and then uh, the boys got to messing around putting a motor on one, and they realized that maybe that was the way to go, so... Uh, they started the uh, Auburn Automobile Company down in the area where we're located now, on the south end of Auburn. Um, in our parking lot, basically, there's a tin building. It's probably 40 by 50 or so. It's a portion of the last of the uh, Eckert buildings, but it was a paint shop. So some of the first Auburns were ever built were painted right in that building. So... Uh, we have a sign on it, and it holds so true that it says it all started here. And that's what put Auburn on the map, and then the Auburn Automobile Company producing such fine vehicles. But uh, our service building, uh, the upper level, is has Auburn and Cords only on display. And that was where, uh, if you had an Auburn or a Cord, and it was not running right, or you wanted it serviced, You'd bring it in there, and the mechanics would work on it while you waited in the waiting room. It also was a place where uh, the test drivers would take the supercharged, the high-powered ones out, and test drive them out of there. So it's a lot of history. Then the whole lower level was parts distribution for Auburn Automobile Company worldwide. So then E.L. Cord took over, and in 28, he started to build the construction of the uh, L-29 building because it was finished in 29. But he was going to build the uh, L-29 cord there. They never really got around to building it there, but uh, they did ready them for shipment off of the upper level. The interesting part is down in the lower level of the L-29 building uh, to debut the 810 cord, you know, the coffin nose cord. Yeah. yeah. They had to be in production to go to the New York Auto Show. So uh, it by hand, they built the first 100 of them right down in the lower level of our museum. And then uh, then they were considered in production, and they took one to the New York Auto Show, and the story goes that people were standing on the bumpers of all the other cars just to see this uh, new... And you think about the 810 Cord, first of all, it was supercharged, it was a unibody, had hideaway headlights, and it was front-wheel drive, so it was so far ahead of its time. And so uh, our, our buildings, uh, we like to think we have cars and trucks on display in our museum. And the museum is the two buildings. Uh, they're, one is built in 1923, another built in 1928, finished in 29. They're the last two production buildings of the Auburn Automobile Company. So we're real proud of the buildings and the displays and cars and trucks we have sure. inside. Cool. You don't have an old Westchester laying around you don't want anymore, do you? No, no, no. Uh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I don't I think, think we'd want to get rid of it if we did. <laughs> I, I think that's one of those beautiful cars that they're uh, of those coffin nose cars. Are. I like the coupes better than the, the roadster cars. And yeah, we my, like to, We're real proud of our buildings, but still, you know, the cars and the trucks that we have on display are uh, more period, uh, like I say, they're post-war cars. We like to build it as cars and trucks like you used to own. Because we hear so many people saying, "Oh, I had one of them," or "My uncle had a truck like that." You know, that's that's what makes you feel good when people can relate to your displays. 
Um, it, okay, one other thing, um, Studebakers. Do you yep. have any Studebaker trucks? We didn't mention those. Yeah, we, Go ahead. We had a Studebaker. We have a Studebaker truck on display. The okay. weird looking one. The real goofy uh, looking one. Not too bad. No, this was a 1958. Oh, okay. Oh, a newer one. 58 yeah. pickup truck, four wheel drive though. Oh, really? Okay. Who, whose conversion was it, or was it a factory built one that way? It's a factory. We're under, we're told. Wow. All right. Well, and then I, I notice also you have one called a noble truck. Yes. Yeah. What? It's interesting because uh, Auburn is about I think it's fifteen to eighteen miles from Kendallville, Indiana, which is in Noble County. Okay. Um, the Nobles were built right in Kendallville, Indiana. And we have one that's uh, a 1919 that is, uh, if it was ever restored, it was it's a very old restoration. Uh, it's just show, it's sitting there showing like it did the day they retired it. Then we have another one, a 1922, that's re, uh, restored and operable, and they take it every now and then on parades for over in Noble County. So, yes, we have two big nobles over there, and they're a larger over-the-road truck, and the one has a fifth wheel on it. Uh, you know, what's interesting, trucks lit, led a hard life. And it was, you know, difficult to go out and find trucks that had anything left of them that you could restore. And it, right. looks, it looks like you folks have done quite a job, especially with the international trucks and finding those. Yeah, we're real, real proud of the international area. And like I said, since it was from uh, just 20 miles down the road, uh, there's a lot of people that maybe their parents didn't work there, but their grandparents did or something that come in and relate to the vehicles themselves, the trucks themselves. Right. And we just talked about Studebaker, one that I just thought of and I failed to mention. We have a 1932 Studebaker in the lower level uh, that was the Los Angeles County Library bookmobile. Oh, wow. And it is quite unique. It's uh, it's a long, bus-looking light vehicle uh mostly all wood with some uh, metal skin uh-huh but it's it's uh just like the day they retired it too you know it, it's nice to see a lot of things restored but a lot of people like to see the vehicles uh just as they were the day they uh, took them out of service yes sure that's yeah. that's the big controversy uh right now uh, the statement is they're only original once exactly and so what do you do um what do you do? Now, I like brassier cars. I do. I do brassier touring and stuff. Do you have anything, oh, uh-huh. anything older than nineteen fifteen for trucks? Uh, we have a couple uh, of some of the high wheelers uh, from International would be, but they're not really the brass. Uh, so, and then we're just going to a Model uh, T. We have a couple Model Ts on display. Oh, okay. Okay, because some of the brassier trucks, we do see some on tours every now and then, and they're just really cool looking. And boy, oh they- yeah, the we have a number of tours and clubs and that that come through every year. And uh, this last summer, the Glidden tour come through, uh, yeah, and there was a lot of brass on there, and oh, it's just amazing, and just so fun to just go out and look at them and then talk to the driver. Yeah, and, and you get the people with like the TTs. And those things uh-huh. have a top speed of like 15, 16 miles an hour t- <laughs> yeah, before that little right. engine's ready to blow up. Yeah. You get, you get yeah, something it's, uh, moved. It's enjoyable talking to the other gearheads and people that love their vehicles. Yeah, I have a question going back to the building. L- you were saying the L29 Cord was finished 
1929. Is that why it's called L29? I always wondered. Yep, that's that's where it was coming from. I yep, never knew that. Gonna, I didn't either. We were gonna they were gonna build them right there and uh, never got really around to doing it. Uh, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, the what is the ACDA museum now is was built in 1930. So they were expanding just so rapidly and everything. Never really got to building the L29 in our building, even though that's what it's called. So that's where the name. I could never figure it out. And that again, I, there, you know, every time, and I've gone to a million car shows over the years and tours and stuff. I, I think there's always a car or two that stick out in your mind. And one was an L29 convertible coupe that was cream white with blue accents. I can picture that car perfect. I drooled so much I had to get hydrated. <laughs> Step back from the car, huh? Oh my God, that thing! I can see that car today. Yeah, I know everybody has one of those or two of those that they just. That was just a beautiful thing. But I never knew what L twenty nine, and nobody I ever knew that I've known ever had an answer. Well, that's that's the story. Okay, what what did, what was the L for Lycoming for the engine, or was it probably? Yeah, it could be, huh? Yeah, that's that's yeah, what very I'm well could be. Yeah. Uh, Gordon, uh, ever. Uh, Logan Cord, E.L. Cord. Yeah. He uh, he was such an entrepreneur. It was it was amazing. I mean, it started out he was a uh, car salesman up in Chicago, and then he bought the Cord Company and the, yeah, the Auburn Automobile Company, like Homing and Duesenberg. Uh, he ended up with Checkered Cab up in Kalamazoo, and uh, American Airlines. It was American Airways at that time, and later become American Airlines. So. Um, the history and the uh, it just shows that you know anybody can do about anything they want if they really put their mind to it, like he did. And he was uh, a very interesting man, I understand. Yeah, and, I've read a couple of books. A yeah, he's entrepreneur. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we get back, I have an idea. I'd like to run past you that that may you you may be interested in about your bookmobile. Okay. And then I think you might have a deal. We might have something that could benefit both AACA and and this thing, uh, okay. and you got and you guys about uh, bookmobiles, because I know yeah. it's about time, right, Dave? Oh, we got about a minute and a half. Well, you talk for a minute and a half. You're just sitting there. <laughs> you know, you're just sitting there collecting your money. <laughs> Don, I tell you, they let me ask one question, which is oh, very here technical. we go. Oh, and, uh, yeah, I la da da da. La da da da. How many weddings did at your museum? I think Steve was singing too loud. Could you ask the question again, David or Don? Somebody, Bill. How many? How many weddings have you had at your museum? Well, let me clarify something first. You're talking weddings or wedding receptions or both? Or both? Uh, both. All right. How about that? Uh, we've only had just a few weddings. We do have uh, wedding receptions at our museum. We have an area for uh, wedding receptions, uh, parties, business meetings, and things. Beloved. But we're real pleased uh, this coming September. Uh, real unique. We're having a. I'm going to say it's a big wedding. It's a big deal to us. A young couple that is from Michigan that live in the Carolinas, I'm not sure which, north or south, 
but they are uh, they love our museum so much they're going to meet in the middle and get married at our museum we're going to take them around in one of our vehicles and then their reception will be in the in the L29 building of our museum so we're real excited about that for them too this coming fall that's cool so we do have them well with that note uh, knowing that you have weddings there we're going to take a break we'll be back with Don Groggs from Indiana right after this Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hello, I'm Dr. Mike Karuchak. Have you ever wondered what doctors talk about amongst themselves? If you do, join us on the Doctor's Lounge and hear the doctors' conversations amongst themselves. Join me and my co-host, Dr. Hal Schertz, every Thursday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Hey, Don, it's Jim again. Um, Your bookmobile. Are you there, Don? Yeah, you should be. We lost him. Uh, Don, are you there? Yeah, Tom Mix. Tom Mix, yeah. Well, I'm not sure what happened. Uh-oh. We'll, uh, we'll d- redial him. Yeah, well, the... Cause, I'm back. Oh, are you? Okay, all right. All of a sudden, yeah, it scared me there for a while. I thought we was going. <laughs> yeah, um, your bookmobile, do you... What, yes. Well, first of all, what truck chassis is that? It's a Studebaker. Studebaker, okay. Do you think... 1932. All right. Do you think that is the first bookmobile in the country? Well, that's that's a good question. Yeah. Very well could be. I don't know. Uh, you know, come out of California, uh, L.A. County, it's, that's very possible they would think of something like that first, uh, you know, innovative. But I can't say. Very interesting. Something to maybe look into. Right, right. Well, I, I grew up in the Midwest, and uh, there were a lot of bookmobiles at that time in the in the fifties, and uh, I just I, I wondered because I had not realized there would have been any pre-war, but that doesn't mean yeah. that there weren't any. That, and that, that's amazing because you know it's basically a wood you know all the wood framing and everything. Right, right. And, and it is just it, it puts your mind of a bus type unit where I uh, they come in one side and uh, exit out the back or vice versa. Right, yeah, uh, and it's it's incredible. I, I know Steve wants to talk to, yeah. to the librarian. Go, <coughs> go, go ahead, All right. Steve. I, I, uh, AACA is in process of restoring a 50s bookmobile. And I'm not sure how long it's. I just got off the board last year, the national board, uh-huh. and and I, I'm not sure the the our our librarian. We have three, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Ritter is the head librarian, and I was just it just dawned on me when we were talking about this thing. 
I'm sure that he would love to have some pictures of your bookmobile, and you might want some pictures of his bookmobile. Sure. And you might yeah. get, you might get a hold of him at the the uh, uh, AACA library. The information to contact him is online. I can give you mm-hmm. their their phone number if you're interested. But well, I think we have a uh, yeah. we're a region here, so oh, okay, yeah, sure. We'll have all that. And I bet you that Chris Ritter would 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 love to have information and and on your bookmobile for. For for the AACA National Library up there. Oh, that'd be great! Yeah, I'll, be, I'll get a hold of Chris first of the week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, uh, 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 it's, uh, you know, um, you know how busy we are Labor Day. You said you've been here. Yeah, um, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, it's been one of them fundraisers. Have been after the thought. The most photographed vehicle we have would was probably that bookmobile with people standing in front of it. Just because people were re- relating to L.A. County, I think mostly all of it. But it's a it's a long Studebaker, sort of a green and yellow in color. And the, more people took photos of that vehicle, that bus, bookmobile, with people in front of it than we've ever would have imagined. It was amazing how what a big hit that was. Yeah, I, because they're cool. They are just cool. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. just a big real, long-nosed hood and everything. Yeah, yeah, and everybody remembers him from you know. Well, I, we do from yeah, when we were kids. Yeah, yeah, as yeah. old people uh, do. Yeah, uh, careful now, careful there. Um, <laughs> speak, speaking of Who's, things, I'm a what? Yeah, huh? I didn't know that. Did you, John? Your, did, did you have your hearing <laughs> test yet? Um, do, uh, we're having hearing for lunch. Yes. Oh. Uh, all kidding aside, Don. Um, International Harvester has built MRAPs, M-R-A-P, which are the vehicles that we have used in Iraq and Afghanistan to save the troops from any IEDs. Uh-huh. And I know they've been donating them to various police uh, departments throughout the country Correct. through the yep. U.S. government. Just a thought to you, that might be a nice addition to your museum would be to get an MRAP. And I don't it know, would be, yeah. I don't We've know. talked about that a little bit for that reason. And then a lot of them were made right up here in uh, South Bend, Indiana also. Right, yes, I realize that. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I don't know who you would go to, but to me, that would be incredibly neat. And uh, I've always wanted one of those for myself, but... uh, The way you drive, I can understand that. Yes, yes, that's true. (laughs) 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 But uh, I don't think they'd let me have one, but I'm thinking for your museum, that might be a nice uh, feature. Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree with you. We're always looking for new things. Uh, You can't be stagnant, you know. We we try and rotate inventory and... um, people loan us vehicles and we have our own vehicles and we always try and move them around and try and get new ends i think you're right yeah um do you participate with the uh, american truck historical society oh yes yeah we have the auburn chapter of the aths uh they're based at our uh, museum also great uh they have a quite a large group and they have their outings and truck shows at uh little meets around the area here and we've had them in our museum in our lower level uh, and i think it was 2005 out at the auction park here in auburn was the largest aths 
national truck show that they've ever had out here. And uh, again, if you're familiar with the auction park, yes, it's laid out for vehicles, and it's just an absolutely perfect fit for. Yes, it like is. That. It yes, is. It's yes. a great place. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna ask you a couple of questions. There's the other things now that interest me somewhat too. The model and toy museum part. Yes. We have mentioned um, that. I, talk, talk, talk a little bit about that. I, it, it, you know, because toys and models, like when you go to Hershey, I, the, there's just tons of automobilia stuff. We have within our museum again another. It's uh, Nat Matmus. It's uh, it's for toys um, or models. I should call them. their die casts. Is most all of them. We do have some plastic. We have. Uh, remember when you used to go test drive a car back in the fifties and sixties? Yes. You get uh, get a car a model like that. We have a full collection of those uh, die cast cars and trucks. Of course, we have to have our trucks in there and. Actually, we have over 4,000 die-cast cars and trucks on display. Wow. And through donations over the last several years, especially here, we've probably got another 10,000 donated. We just don't have room to put them on. Now, there will be some duplications, but to put all them on display, we'd need another uh, another big area to display stuff like that. But they're also intricate and uh, just you know the steering wheels turn and the wheels turn tops go up and down it's it's a fascinating thing for everyone not just children but uh, we have uh, all makes and models shapes and colors of uh, die cast we do have a lot of them yeah it says 1894 to the present what is an 1894 model what would you have a model of 1894 we have some they're just regular old die or uh, no, I should say die, but just castings <laughs> of old uh, um, horse-drawn uh, trucks and horse-drawn uh, fire engines. <clears throat> Excuse me. And these aren't reproductions. <laughs> these, are, these are the old ones and uh, old airplanes. Uh, it's just uh, real impressive. Well, I, I remember those plastic models when you went yeah. to the dealership because AMT made those, if I remember rightly. Uh-huh. But you, the dealer, yeah, the dealerships I used to go to, you had to buy a car to get one of those. Yeah, I remember they were they're pretty unique. You know that we have a, a large display of those, and then you were talking about AMP, and then all the other ones, Revell, and all them went into making the actual plastic models that right. you would assemble. Right. And we have a number of those on display that uh, have been assembled uh, nicely. You know, just that. Not like I used to, but like the somebody that really takes pride in. We have them on display also. Oh, yeah, you remember the visible V8 when you were a kid? Oh yes, yeah. Put the motor together. Put the motor and it worked. Yeah, I always wanted one of those. Can I have one, Dad? Yeah, I know where there yeah. is one. You do. Uh, <laughs> Probably on your shelf somewhere. Yeah, we have one. We have one in the box, uh, even with the plastic still around it. Really? Uh, the, yeah, it's just uh, some old uh, models like that that was never sold back in those days and we have them uh, on display uh, and just to show what you used to be able to do when you was back in the 50s and right. 60s and 40s even. Uh, that's um, cool stuff yeah you know another thing that's on here on the, your pictures from your website is you've got scooters and motorcycles too yes we do yeah we only have a few downstairs uh, I think we have about 14 uh, but we have um, of course you've got to have a Harley Right. Uh, that's a must for us. But uh, we have a Honda, a little moped. And a what's Hobbit? unique about it, it has been number one 
It wow. was the first one ever made. Yep. It was given to uh, one of the salesmen. That was what he would take around to all the shows and try and you know promote Honda. Right. Little baby blue and white step through moped. And this is VIN number one. Now we don't own that, but it is on display and it's been there for a number of years. We're just we're real proud of that too. We do have uh, BMWs and uh, some Nortons and Triumphs and different things on display, but we have a few motorcycles. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it it sounds like you've covered all spectrums of of transportation, and uh, I notice also you've got another bus here besides the uh, Futurama bus. It looks like. Is that is that correct? Is uh, yeah, we have a meteor. I think it's probably is that uh, it, what you're looking at. It's a yeah, it's a big uh, wood, mostly wood school bus is what it was. Wow. Okay. Has has a little uh, pot belly stove in the back. It's uh, all oak. It was totally restored uh, by one of our board members, and uh, talking about Hershey. I believe it was just last year in Hershey. He was so excited, he found a meteor moto meter for the hood, and uh, they're like hen's teeth to try and find. So that's probably displayed right on on the front of the the meteor bus. Wow, that, that that's just. I mean, there you you could spend a couple of days in your museum. It sounds like it really is. You know, there's just so much to look at. That's the thing, and really, you know, to look deep just past the vehicle, look at you know the the workmanship or things like a motor meter or the gauge package or something. Yeah, it is. Uh, it's fascinating that wow. with all the trucks and everything, because everybody had their own idea on making how a truck should be, you know, like an over a road truck. So uh, yeah, we're real proud of. We got white trucks, you know, on the brand name and Mac, of course. It's uh, we're real proud of our display. What what are your what are your days and hours and stuff? Uh, we're open seven days a week, nine to five, with the exception of December, January, and February. Here it's just awful cold out, and the tourist traffic is down. So we're actually closed on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Wednesdays. So December, January, and February we're only open Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But come March one, we're open seven days a week, nine to five. Okay. And and uh, anybody can find you on on your your by your your real listing National Auto and Truck Museum. On, Correct. On, yeah, our online. website is uh, www.natmus.org. Cool. I think it's really neat. I'm, I'm very impressed with what you guys have done. Hey, and if they can't find you, they can sure find the Auburn Court Duesenberg Museum, and there you are. Yeah. That's right. We're about 200 feet uh, behind them. Yeah, uh, we're all right there together. We work real close together. I've, I've got a very serious question for visiting Auburn. And yep. all the years I've gone up there, which is many times, there's not a decent pizza place to be found in that town. <laughs> no, there's not a little mom and pop anywhere <laughs> to speak of. So you can't clue me into a decent pizza joint in Auburn, Indiana, huh? You're killing me. Uh, there, there's some change. <laughs> That's about all I can really tell you. You're right. <laughs> yeah, S- Steve is a gourmet pizza aficionado. I didn't know Well, i got this. a place for you, Steve, in Clearwater, Florida. If you yeah, now I'm sure there, Vinny yeah. and Louie are there. They've, they've moved down. I know. I know those guys. Let's get back on trucks for a minute. Crosley, Powell Crosley made trucks at one time, too. Yes. Do you have any Crosley trucks? 
Wow. Tell me which ones, a pickup or a fire engine or, or what type? Uh, we have a pickup. Okay. We have a little pickup, Crosley, just the cutest little thing. I've seen those. Uh, restro- restored yeah. by a gentleman uh, down towards the Richmond, Indiana area. Okay. And uh, what's unique about it is then he has built him a, a, a trailer, like a fifth-wheel trailer for this little truck. But I'm going to test your memory here on age. You remember back in Popular Mechanics, you could get a kit to build your own little bulldozer. Oh, yes. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He he has one of these bulldozers he totally restored on this trailer behind his little Crosley truck. I remember that. It's the cutest little display you've ever seen. That was right next to the aero car. Buy your aero car kit. The yeah, bulldozer. yeah, and then and then the Model T, <laughs> the Model T Speedster you could build. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it, it is. Now speaking of restoration, do you do do you have a restoration shop or do you uh, a maintenance restoration? You do your own or do you look? You don't you don't we, want uh, want cars that are yeah. need to be done. No, we. Uh, it's always a old saying, you don't know what to do with it, give it to Natmus. Uh, <laughs> but we do have uh, a case where we are just starting here in the last year our own restoration shop. And, uh, of course, funds are the biggest problem of oh, yeah. uh, funding everything. But I have a group of volunteers that right now they're restoring a 1946 GMC Canopy Express. And it's a total body off frame. It's, it, it needs everything. And they're about halfway maybe through it. they got the rolling chassis done and the motor, and now they're working on the body real hard. I don't know if you're familiar with Canopy Express. It's one no, they would have like a the old Suburban or a, a panel truck, but the back end was cut out, and there was just a roof over it, and there was no sides. What? And a lot of delivery and sales were done out of it. Yeah, so a lot, a lot. we're restoring that one. A lot of groceries. I hate to do it, but we got to take another break right quick. We'll be back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, Just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been my insurer for years in this hobby and have... The top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. You're listening to America's WebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Rare. Uh, Don, are you there? Yes. Okay. Uh, we were Steve and I were just talking about buses and things. On your website, the picture in the upper left-hand corner looks like an old bus. Is is that what that is? Um, mm-hmm. off the, 
I don't have the website up okay. here, but I, you may be looking at the uh, Hendrickson. Yeah, I'll bet that's yeah. what it is. Yeah, it, it is not a butt. Now, that is more of a street truck. Okay, all right. I, I was just curious. The other thing is Nash-made bus or trucks. Nash-made? Nash did, and so did Hudson. Well, I've seen Hudson trucks. Yeah, but Nash mm-hmm. did, too, and I don't think people realize that. They call it the Max Rambler? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you're going to ask me is if there was a gnashing of teeth when you owned one. That's really bad, you know. That's really, really bad. But I'm looking in this magazine. I'm not, a, like I said, I've, I'm not a, a, a we, trucks have never been something that, that I've been involved in, but here's a, a, a fire truck. You do fire trucks, too, and all that stuff? Yeah, we have a 1929 American La France on display totally restored beautiful oh wow and yeah. you know for the size of the this is this truck club magazine a a uh-huh. big fire truck eight thousand eight hundred bucks for this monster vehicle uh, I that's think you not ought to, much i think you ought to get it yeah that's really not much yeah well the one the, nope. the prices that have gone crazy are pickup trucks yeah i mean yeah, i think trucks it's are very pop popular and they always will be always and, been, and getting be. more and getting more so yeah yeah, yes. go mm-hmm. go try and buy an F one Ford pickup truck right now. Will it pull my car trailer? No. Okay. Well, no, it's got a flathead in it. <laughs> oh. yeah. Well, anyway, uh, it, it's really interesting. I I'm, I'm not like I said. I, it, truck stuff is also new to me with this doing doing cars that I and I and I'm and the toy stuff I think is fascinating too because that's becoming such a big segment of the hobby. Uh, with this, so do you take any any kind of of donations? I, I know a lot of people with over the years have collected these these models and these toys and all of this stuff. Yes, uh, yeah, oh yeah. There, there's a lot of collectors around the country, and they are fascinating. And I understand how you can get hooked on them. But um, to answer your question, yes, we do. We, uh, uh, like I said, we have over four thousand on display but we probably have almost 10,000 in the storage uh, that we're cataloging and archiving, so we don't have duplicates. But they all come from people that have, uh, in both cases, this is uh, people have passed away in the family. Yes. They were, we were in their will, and so we have uh, taken their collections. Uh, we went up into Michigan and took snowmobile trailers and closed ones and vans and everything to haul. One day we took us all day to haul just the cars home the next day we had to go back after all the empty boxes he had stored and of course he had them all out on display so we had uh, we do this quite a little bit yes you know uh, we make uh, we get some money you know on admissions coming through the front door but that doesn't keep the doors open it's donations and uh, uh, memberships is where what keeps a museum any museum open nowadays okay what do you mean by membership oh we have a membership uh for $30 a year for a family, uh, you can belong to our museum. You get free admission, of course, anytime. But it also gives you 10% discount in the gift shop. But it also gives you discounted rates if you want to have a wedding or a reception or a party there, too. And there's other benefits uh, being a member of our museum. What really is neat about it is you own part of the museum. You're a member. It's a, We're a not-for-profit 501c3 so you can uh, actually own part of the museum. That's like I have 190 cars of my own. They're not in my name, but I get to play <laughs> with them and take care of them. That's what's nice about 
being a director of a mean, museum. Mean, oh, oh, I thought you meant you have 190 cars at your house. No, huh? oh. I don't have to insure them or anything. I don't have to pay for them. I don't have to insure them personally, <laughs> but I get to take care of them. Well, that's all. That's all. That's always. That's fun. So you do have a museum. I never thought about that. A, a membership program. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We we welcome people. We have people uh, just here at our annual meeting in November. I think they said there was people just just in 2014 from 24 different countries in our museum, and uh, a number of them are members. And then, of course, people from all around the United States we're real proud of. Do Do you come oh, to Hershey? You go to Hershey and set up a booth. Oh yes, and, yeah. And set yeah, up a booth to Hershey, and we'll got a spot in the swap meet. Yes, we'll be out there. Whereabouts? And I'll, I'll come by and say hello. Uh, I'm going to say uh, the gentleman. I don't go to the swap meet myself. I was in the red. In the red field. Yeah. yeah, that's where our, our, ours are. I always stay. I'm always in the red yeah. field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you do anything? Yeah, we're real, real happy with it. And yeah. um, I think you know now we have the we have a region of the AACA that meets at our museum our every uh, every month. Pretty active. So we're. Pardon me. Are they pretty active? Oh yes, sir. It's just a new uh, just. Um, That's right. You just it just started. Now. That's right. Yeah. I was on the board when we approved that. So tell those guys I'll be expecting a check any time now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, they're very active <laughs> with the ATHS Truck Club meeting there and the AACA. There's also a local car club of about 200 members that meets there monthly. So it's a little hot spot where there's always something going on at uh, National Auto and Truck. Cool. Do, you, do you do anything with children, uh, schools, yeah, tours, and and things like that? Oh yes, yeah, okay. yeah. Any uh, we uh, we push it. Matter of fact, we're in a process, and that's the embryonic process right now. But process of developing a program. But uh, the local schools from all around will come in with buses of children and everything, and uh, uh, we don't charge them. Uh, full admission at all. We just charge them a buck to get them in. Just you know, and then we'll have people. Got to do persons. it. Yeah, yeah. got to teach them. Let me uh, give you another name of a person to get a hold of at at, at Haggerty is uh, Tabitha Hammer, and she is really big, and I mean big nationwide into all kinds of youth anti car programs. Oh, and is she? I, yeah, I've, I've known. I've known. Haggerty, yeah, I've known. I've known. And she just got elected to the ACA National Board. I've known Tabitha oh. for years. And if uh-huh. you can tell her that I was the one that suggested you call, and you tell me you were talking, right, yeah. you were talking to Steve, the good-looking one, not not the other oh, one. Good-looking guy. Okay. Yeah, yeah, not the right. other I, one. I yeah. see that now. Yeah. I can, okay. okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Have you noticed old guys, their eyesight starts to fail, and it gets kind of blurred? Yeah, I, sometimes I wonder about that with Steve. Got her axle do it to you. Yeah, but she will She will be a big help and do everything, and it's a, a no-cost service that they provide. Uh, yeah, I will talk to her the first week also. That's, this is great, yeah. Yeah, she's a um, very cool person. A couple cars I want to throw at you, name-wise, I'd be... Your listeners will know about uh, one of them, the newest one we have on display. It's a 1969 Barracuda, uh, just a Cuda, but it was a Saxon Martin drag car. Oh, oh, cool. I've seen that. But it has the last known ball stud Hemi engine in it. Wow. Uh, Chrysler made 10 of them. They were the A279 test engine. Yeah. And uh, 
besides blowing them up and everything, they destroyed them all. But, you know, the old story is somehow one got away. One got away. Yep. We well, have that ball stud Hemi engine in a Sox and Martin drag car. And Buddy Martin uh, and uh, Tom Hoover and Dick Landis, they all signed it uh, the underneath the hood on the fender well. So that, that's a real showpiece we have. And then the other thing I wanted to pass on to you, just listening to your show about uh, Ypsilanti, is talking about the uh, fiberglass or the glass tucker. Yes. Yeah. We have that on display right now. We have the red tucker on display. Wow. Oh. And that's the one uh, Jeff Bridges is leaning on the fender of it, you know, and they used in the movie tucker. Right, so, right. Wow. We have a collection of checkers, of course, because uh, Cord had the company, but we also have oh, a I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know yeah, that. So. The Cord yeah, made so checker cabs, huh? Well, he owned the uh, company. He owned the, he owned the checker company. Yeah, in, in, Kalamazoo. in Kalamazoo, Michigan. Yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. Yeah, oh. yeah it, it, we're, uh, we're a plethora of knowledge. If you just come around and, you can, like you say, you can spend a day there if you really want to. There's, uh, We have a diner inside the building, a 1946 Valentine Diner. Does it work? Display. No, it oh. just doesn't. Uh, too much problem with the health department and staffing and everything, so it's, it's just a stagnant you, display. I know, and I was going to come and get burger and fries. Yeah, well, we could we can get you one, but McDonald's <laughs> just down the road. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, we really appreciate you taking the time today. Yes, it was very informative and a lot of fun. It's, uh, well, I enjoy it, gentlemen. Anything we can do to help you or your listeners, don't be afraid to contact me. All our contacts are on our website, and we'd be more than happy to do what we can for the automotive and trucking industry and just for the gearheads that are out there. There's a lot of us. Yeah. Um, do you ever fire any of them up and drive oh, them yeah. around? Good, good. I guess... Uh, we don't drive them a lot. We uh, oh, uh, Every night, Labor good. Day, we, yeah. we get them all out because we have to move them. Don, I hate to interrupt, but I want to thank you, and we're going to have to break. We're coming up to uh, time uh, hard. I wanna, can I mention about tire pressure monitor systems? No. Okay. Uh, we're we're going to have to go. Thank you, Don. appreciate you coming on. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Don. I bet uh-huh. my, You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.